Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. As always, I want to remind you to make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Today, I have a very practical topic for you and that you can put into use immediately. We're going to be talking about navigating a food label. It might seem obvious and it may seem simple, but a day doesn't go by that I talk to people who are really confused about labels and package claims. So let's get to the bottom of this. First, you must know that the entire goal of a business is to sell their product or service, right? They want to make a profit and most big food companies will go to many lengths to increase their bottom line. They want and need to make you believe their food product is the best and that you need to buy it, okay? That's when claims of fat-free, gluten-free, low-sodium, all-natural, low-carb, organic, and other titles can get confusing to consumers because these claims make it seem like you're buying something healthy when really you just may not be. For example, another trainer friend of mine posted the other day on Instagram, she had a picture of um, a package of cotton candy and pointed out that on the front of the package, there was a big claim that said gluten-free and preservative-free. This may actually make someone think it's a healthy product when really it's cotton candy, which we all know is pure sugar, okay? Also, many people aren't even sure what to look for when it when they do look at the actual nutrition label. I mean, should you look at the calories, the sugar, the fat, the grams of carbs, the minerals, the vitamins, the sodium, or what? So to help you put your mind at ease, I have seven tips to reading and understanding the food label. This can help you make better choices and feel a little less confused. So before we go over the tips, I think it's important for you to know that not all labels are correct and it's legal for them to be off and some foods are up to 30% off of the actual numbers. So due to this little fact, I highly recommend that you try to stick to more whole foods, you know, unpackaged foods like fruits and vegetables, lean meats and grains. The less you consume packaged foods, the more nutrients you'll actually get into your body and the better health that you will be in. Now, I do know that it's not always possible to go without packaged foods, and they do make our life easier. So if you're going to purchase and consume packaged foods, here are some things to look out for when looking at the labels, okay? So number one, never believe the claims on the box or bag, okay? Who cares if it says gluten-free, fat-free, low-sodium, low-carb, organic, or whatever it is that they're trying to sell you if you don't really know what's in the package, okay? These claims are just marketing ploys. The companies have marketing gurus that know the nutrition and diet trends, and they prey on those people. 
Do not purchase a product just because it says low sugar or low carb without understanding what you're actually getting inside the package. Okay, so that's number one. Don't believe all claims. Number two, find the nutrition label. Okay, it's usually on the back or the side of the box or bag and immediately look for the serving size and number of servings in the package. This is really important. Many people mistakenly think that the entire package is one serving when really it may be two, three or even more servings. There are many products that you may think are easy to eat all by yourself, but you may be surprised to find out that it's meant to serve many more. So one example is a box of macaroni and cheese. Okay, first let me just say, please don't eat packaged macaroni and cheese. There's nothing healthy about it. But if you are tempted to eat it occasionally or feed it to your kids occasionally, please know that most boxes are two and a half servings. Okay, one serving is a whopping 360 calories, okay, which wouldn't be so bad if that was just like part of your meal, but like that's one serving of the two and a half, okay? So keep these numbers in mind. 360 calories, 13 grams of fat, 520 uh, milligrams of sodium, 47 carbs, and 12 grams of protein. So if you were to consume the entire package, which I know many people do, come on, you can admit it, you are actually getting 900 calories, 32 and a half grams of fat, 1300 milligrams of sodium, 117 grams of carbs, and 30 grams of protein. Okay, and that's just one meal, and that meal is not satisfying. It will cause a big jump in blood sugar with all those carbs and make you puffy from all the sodium. Okay, the only number that I kind of, sort of, little bit like in this is the protein, but you can get that amount of protein without all the other crap in much better ways. Can you see why it's super important to check the serving size? If you know that it won't be filling to eat just one serving, or if you're not planning to pair it with other foods, then I would suggest putting it back and trying to find another option, okay? And, you know, this, of course, is if you're just trying to be healthy. All right, number three, my third tip is look at the ingredients list, okay? Don't just look at the box claims and the nutrition numbers. The ingredients list will show you what is really in the box. So even if it claims to be low sugar or organic or whatever health claim it's claiming, you can see the actual ingredients. Companies are required to put the ingredients on the box. If most of the ingredients are words you can't understand or read, okay, if you don't even know how to say them or read them, or the first ingredient is sugar or something like a palm oil, this particular product probably isn't a good choice. If a food claims to be whole grain, but you don't see the word whole anywhere, or maybe not until the end of the list, then it's not really a whole grain food. It has more processed ingredients in it. So one of my favorite examples is a bread level. Bread label. If a bread says it's a whole grain, high protein, and it's a great choice for your kids, make sure you check the ingredients list. Don't just go by the label, right? If it in fact has whole grain in it, then whole grain flour will be the first ingredient, okay? And if it is the first ingredient, then it's probably okay, all right? If it says enriched wheat flour, that's not whole grain. That is actually just processed white flour being, you know, disguised as wheat flour. So make sure you understand what is in the food, okay? Tip number four is check the calories 
per serving. So this is kind of like what I was talking about before. You got to look at the serving size. So when you're looking at calories, check, you know, the calories per serving. So like I said before, if you don't check the serving size, you may be eating way too many calories. And you guys know, if you've been following me, that I'm not a big fan of counting calories, but if you're mindlessly eating packaged foods without at least checking to see the serving size, you will most likely eat too many empty or unhelpful calories. So be diligent in watching portions. Again, the food and nutrition label may not be accurate, okay? But it at least gives you somewhat of an idea of what you'll get with the product. So be sure to check the calories and make sure you're willing to eat the amount of calories per the serving size or portion size, okay? Tip number five, check the fat. And not just the amount of fat, but the types of fat. Okay. First up, we all know that eating fat doesn't necessarily make us fat, but it can if you're not careful about the amount or type that you're eating. So when looking at a label, be sure to check the grams of fat and try to keep the amount under 30% of calories. Okay. So to do this, you'll need to do a little bit of math. And I know it may be hard to get this by just listening, but I'll tell you how to do it anyways. And I also made a note in the show notes on how to do it. Okay, so just check that if you want to look at this and check it on your labels. You will take the grams of fat, okay, and multiply by nine. The reason you're going to take the grams of fat and multiply it by nine is because there's nine calories per gram of fat, okay? Then you will take that number and divide it by the total calories in the food. So an example is a food with 360 calories and 13 grams of fat. I would take 13, the number of grams of fat, times 9, which is the calories per gram, which equals 117 calories. Then I will divide that number by the total calories, which was, remember, 360, and that will equal 32.5%. And remember, I want you to stay under 30%. So if this particular food was 32.5%, then, you know, I would I would consider putting that back and looking for another option. Okay. But if you don't want to do math, then to make it easier, I just recommend looking for products that have fewer than 10 grams of fat per serving. The smaller the serving, the lower the fat ideally. Okay. And remember I mentioned to look at the types of fat, not just the amount. So make sure that there are no or very few saturated fats, partially hydrogenated Let me see if I can say that again. (laughs) Okay, you want to make sure that there isn't hydrogenated fats or even tropical oils in the ingredient list, okay? So some of the oils or fats to look out for, lard, butter, um, cocoa butter, palm oil, shortening, and margarine. And actually, one of the oils that is controversial is coconut. Some people believe that it's fine and doesn't cause a problem, and other people say it is actually artery clogging. So I'm I'm not going to weigh in on that at this moment, but just look out for having too much of those hydrogenated and saturated fats. Now, on the other hand, polyunsaturated fats like safflower, soybean, corn, and sesame, and monounsaturated fats like olive and canola are less harmful and would be acceptable. But make sure that the percent of calories from fat are still in line, maybe 20 to 30% of calories from fat or less. Okay, or else your waistline may actually start getting out of line. 
All oils and fats, even good oils and fats, are dense with calories. Okay. And at the end of the day, if you're over consuming too many calories, that's when we might have an issue. All right. Tip number six is check the sodium. Many packaged foods are known for upping the sodium in the products to keep them shelf stable and to add flavor. So it's very important to make sure you aren't overdosing on your sodium. A great rule of thumb, this is a great trick, little tip for you. A rule of thumb is to keep your sodium milligrams the same or lower as the calories. So if you're eating a snack with 100 calories that you're checking on the label, make sure the sodium is 100 milligrams or less per serving. Okay, again, this is just a quick little tip to consider. It may not always be perfect, but it's just an easy thing to check out for. Keep in mind that the daily recommended amount for Americans for sodium is 2,300 milligrams or less. Okay, so I'm going to pop back up to that example. I gave you an example of eating a box of macaroni and cheese. And when we multiplied the amount of sodium times two and a half servings, because most people do eat an entire box, it's 1,300 milligrams of sodium. That is one meal. So you would only have around 1,000 for the whole rest of your day. So you want to make sure that you're picking foods that are actually worth, you know, your time and your amount of food that you have left for the day. Okay, tip number seven, check the sugar. On the label, you can find the total sugar and total added sugar under the carbohydrate section of the label because here's the thing. Sugar is a carb, okay? Carbs can be broken down into fiber and sugar basically. Okay. So you're going to see on the label, you'll see total carbs and under that you'll see the sugar and you'll see fiber. Okay. But we want to look for foods that have five grams of sugar or less. Okay. Really, if you're looking for really healthy, clean foods, look for no added sugar. Okay. Your best bet though, is to look at the ingredient list. Try to avoid foods with added, um, added or refined sweeteners, okay, in the first three to five ingredients, okay? These are things like corn syrup, rice syrup, maple syrup, molasses, honey, malted barley, barley malt, or any term that ends in ol, like ol, such as sorbitol or maltitol. (laughs) That's a hard one for me to say, maltitol. Or os, such as dextrose or fructose, okay? The OL and the OS, like the OL and the OS are, are how we like know that they're sugar, okay? Because ingredients are listed in descending order of how much there is, like how much weight, the lower down the, lab- the label, like you'll have less of that ingredient. So the lower down the label, if you see sugar like as the last couple things, then you're probably okay. It means it has just a little bit of sugar. But if sugar is within the first two to three, then you know, that it's high in sugar. Okay. So sure. You will sometimes want a sugary snack. Maybe you love M&Ms or maybe you really want a cookie here and there. Just try to keep those to a minimum and as a treat occasionally. Okay. And, and make them at home. It's still better for you. Okay. Even if you do add your own sugar, it's still better for you to make it at home. So overall bottom line, it's best to make your own food from scratch. Okay, I know it's not always practical and sometimes you want to eat something quick and easy, but if health is on top of your mind, finding simple and whole food recipes is key. 
I love helping my clients learn to eat and cook simple foods. I also like to share recipes and cooking ideas in my Balanced Fit and Free Lifestyle group on Facebook. So if you haven't joined that yet, please do. And just as a reminder, you can find the link to um, request joining in the show notes. Okay, so remember, food labels can be important and they can be great source of in- sources of information, okay? Food labels can help us make better, smart, healthy decisions. But remember, food labels may not accurately reflect what's actually in the package, okay? Be a smart consumer and don't always assume what's on the label is useful or accurate, all right? Processed and prepackaged foods will have the most variation. And just so you know, the companies that make the products, they get to provide the information. So we don't even really know, you know, how accurate it really is. All right. So if you're really concerned about what's in your food, try to stick to whole foods. And if you really, really want to look up food to find out more about the food, you can use the USDA nutrient database. Okay. You can look it up and kind of see what they have and they'll give you probably the most accurate data on how much calories and grams of fat and sodium, all that in foods. All right. But finally, don't get too hung up on the numbers. All right. If you're totally sick of all of the confusion around nutrition and what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat and should you trust the food labels or not, then maybe it's a good idea and maybe it's time to set up a lifestyle breakthrough call with me to see how I can help you make a plan that suits you personally. So if you're ready, then just look at the show notes. I actually have a link to my scheduler and you can set up a time to just discuss kind of what your frustrations are, what your goals are. And, you know, together, maybe we can see if there's a way I can help you. And if I can't help you, then I will point you in the right direction. All right, you guys, remember to share the Balanced Fit and Free podcast with others so that you can help others as well. I try to give you realistic and approachable, easy, simple, and you know practical information each week. I really appreciate you being here, and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.